You're listening to Hey Bitches Podcast, episode 105. Hey, bitches. What is up, you guys? It's your girl, Carly. Welcome back to Hey Bitches Podcast. Hope you guys are having an incredible day. Today, I am sitting down again with Erica. If you guys are unfamiliar, we did a 10 confidence tips episode with Erica. She's incredible. She is really that bitch. Me and Erica have been growing closer this year, and I'm so happy about it. And she's just she's just as wild as me, and I'm very excited to have her back on the podcast to just, like, shoot the shit. So without further ado, let's get into the episode because it's fucking wild, probably, as you can see from the title. And I'm so excited. So let's get into it. You guys, we are back today with Erica. Erica is no stranger to the podcast. She's been on the podcast before. She was slinging us confidence tips last time. It was an incredible episode and I'm very excited to have her back. Before we get into that though, Erica, introduce yourself. I know you've been doing a lot of cool shit since you were last on the podcast. I know I've actually never been on a podcast twice. So the fact that I got invited back, I'm like so goddamn honored right now I'm not gonna lie I feel like I'm like Erica I'm like I'm coming back like get ready I love that yeah like I always I almost want to be like the dedicated like godmother or like big sister to your girl Carly if that's okay oh my god the (laughs) your godmother Erica y-g-e perfect okay sold sold to me no thank you for uh, like honestly having me again i literally love also to where our friendship has gone in the last like honestly i've been blown erica's shit up the past like couple days i facetime her and i'm like erica listen to all my problems i'm like yes mama come to me tell me all your dirty secrets no i love it and like i really honestly love how close we've become and like what our friendship has evolved into just because of like connecting via the podcast and via like uh, social media and stuff. So I am just super thankful to be back, but Hey everyone, my name is Erica Eileen. I'm a sex and confidence coach and I specifically work through the lens of haze, which is health at every size and sex positivity. So I truly believe that regardless of what you look like, how you identify or what you're interested in, you are deserving and capable of confidence and really great sex. So um, that's a little bit about me. I'm a coach. I've been a coach now for two years, and I run multiple different programs under the scope of confidence and sexuality. I run sensual dance classes. I do one-on-one coaching for both sex and confidence. I have a diabetes support program, and I also do a lot of um, podcasts and business trainings as well. Go ahead. Go ahead. Before we get into it too, you you launched your own podcast, which I know you briefly, briefly spoke about, but tell us, tell us about it. I did. Yeah. So on my birthday, I launched uh, Rated E for Erica, which has been an absolute success and not to be like, mm, I'm amazing at everything I do, but um, it's been an absolute like game changer for my business and for my audience as well. So in that podcast, I'm talking a lot about confidence and actual tangible tips, but also just like sharing my story and sharing some of the fucked up shit that I've been through so that you all can learn from me or at least just laugh at all my mishaps because I do have a lot of them. I think that's why Carly and I get along so well is because we'll both call them and be like, girl, guess what the fuck I did? And it's like, oh yeah, I did that too. Don't worry. So um, lots of fun around there. And yeah, it's just been really awesome. Really great way to connect with my audience as well. I love that. Yeah. I feel like we are such like ridiculous crackhead energy. It's insane. Um, which is why I think we get along so well, honestly. No, I love it because we'll call each other and we'll both be like scrubbing 15 different like lotions on our lips before bed. And we'll be putting all the and like literally crawling in looking like absolute trolls, but we're like talking as if we are like the queen of England. And we're like, yeah, literally. Like, I don't know who these people think they fucking are. And we're like literally pimple patches, like hair up, greasy as fuck. And we're just like, yeah. So anyways, you're amazing. I'm amazing. Let's go on with our day. See you tomorrow. Like, Okay. That is so true because not the most recent time we FaceTimed, but the one right before that, I we both had pimple patches. We were just like chilling. I was like, this is probably the worst I've ever looked. Like I, it was-, I was in the bath sweating my balls off and you were you were doing like a face mask or you were chugging wine. And I was like, oh, what are you doing? And you're like, oh, I just chugged a wine. I'm like, for sure. Like I just like sweat my literal ass off in the bath. Like we're good. We're Gucci. We got this. You know what I'm also realizing too is when I FaceTimed Erica and she was in the bath, she was like, I was just about to cry. So like, I, ha- I wasn't doing anything. <laughs> so. like, yeah, you were like, what's up? Are you busy? And I was like, I actually was just about to have like a full blown, like mental breakdown. Um, because I'm doing this thing where like, I'm changing like everything in my business and I'm changing 
so much about like how I go about like my plan. And so like with change, as we all know, like a lot of depressive feelings usually come up because it's like letting go of a lot of things all at once. And so like, I literally have this like segment and Carly knows this, we're going to talk about this later, but I have like this segment on my close friends list called like going to the tub to cry about. And then like, I share what I'm going to cry about that day. And literally I think that day was like something like so dumb, like boys or like something like ridiculous. And she was like, are you busy? And I was like, thank God. Oh my God. I don't have to cry in the tub today. I can just talk shit even better. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's like a, it's like a telepathic thing. I need to complain. No, you know, that like song that's like how to save a life by like, I don't know who it is. Like it's it's by the fray, I think. Yeah. That's what I, when you called, that's what I heard. Like in the, in my head, that's what I, I don't know if you know this, but like that song, literally the, the beat of it, the tempo of it is exactly how like the tempo that you should follow to revive someone to like actually save a life. Like I did know that because I am a national level lifeguard. So oh. I do that. Oh, yeah. okay. that one and uh, stay it alive. Like the, uh, 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 yeah, yeah it's, it does get a little bit messy though, because you are trying to like save someone's life, but like low key, because you, you would understand this, like in low key, like my ass is shaking side to side. And I'm like also twerking at the same time. So it's, it's a little bit. <laughs> like, I'm like, I wish no one told me that there was actual songs to sing while trying to save someone's life because I like, and I, I'm, I'm being a little bit joking right now for those of you that can't read my sarcasm. Um, but like truly, like sometimes I'm like, Ooh, like I could definitely break it down right now. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> I have I no business in that. Kind of that disclaimer. Yeah. Just like, just so like for the people that don't know me, like I'm, I'm not like taking saving lives, um, you know, lightly. <laughs> All right. So Erica, like, so for you guys listening, this episode really is just a shoot the shit episode for us because Erica has been doing some shit on her close friends and she got a second account and all of this. And it's been honestly the chaos that I needed in quarantine. And I wanted to have her on because I've been watching and I've been like, oh, we should talk about that. We should talk about that. And uh, I'm excited to have you on. Um, Something I want to talk about. I don't know if we should talk about this first. But <laughs> something I want to talk about is um, originally when you started doing close friends versus main and like what inspired that, the difference, and also what you're posting on your close friends because it's hilarious. Yes. Yeah. So it's actually funny. My my best friend Lauren was telling me the other day because she like follows all of it. And she was like, it's so funny because you have like tears of Erica. So she's like, so the top tier is like your public platforms, like your TikToks and your like main account, like, and your stories and everything that people see in your podcast. And she's like, so like people already get so much with you there and they actually think they know everything about you. And she's like, and then there's like this secret society where it's like, okay, if you're in tier two, then you get like a little bit more. So tier two is my close friends list on my main page. And I have about 60 people and it's like, um, clients that I've become like really good friends with. So like after they were done coaching, um, some of my friends, just like my everyday friends and the guys that I usually am fucking or dating. (laughs) And then, um, and then from there, I actually have tier three, which is like straight up only for my OGs, only for my bitches. And there's 40 of us. And it's like a total, completely different, um, page that I had to make. And I literally like put it in private. I was like, no one fucking try to add me. Cause I'm not adding you only my like OGs will know about it. And that is where I like literally just lay down the shit. Like I'm talking like giving like lives on like how to suck dick and like how to like do all these like like I like share all my dating drama. I share all like the fucked up shit that I'm doing and stuff like that. And it's funny. Like it really is funny. And like, we'll go into some of the things that I've been sharing about it and like, and why I enjoy it so much. But like the actual root of doing close friends and doing this like side thing was because I've actually had a really hard time just feeling normal. And that's like not in a way to be like, I'm better than anyone. But like, I because social media is our lives and like I am selling on social media every single day. I'm always like really conflicted with like just wanting to share parts about me and like posting like, like how like quote unquote, like non um, social influencers, non like people online are posting. Like I want to post like a picture of a fucking like caterpillar and be like growth is inevitable. Do it while you can like bullshit like that. Or like posting about like all the stupid, like stupid fucked up shit that I'm doing. But like, there is also an element of being professional and I define what professional is for me. And like, even people will go on my main page that aren't even in my close friends. And they'll be like, girl, like miss girl, how the fuck are you posting that? Like, 
are you not worried about what people are thinking? And I'm like, if you only fucking knew what was going on in tier three, you would literally not be saying any of this. So as much as it was like, it's funny and it's kind of like a joke, it's actually a really nice way for me to set boundaries within my career and boundaries with my audience because it still allows me to like post and have fun with my social media without it being like, oh, like if I post about said specific thing, like I know my audience is not ready to to be at that level. And that's not again to like put anyone down, but like some people just really don't need to see or hear what I'm talking about in those fun little categories. So it's like just a really nice way to kind of set those boundaries, but still benefit and have fun with both. And I love that because what I love specifically about Erica's second account close (laughs) friends is that she does not hold anything back. My favorite thing is when it was your birthday and you ranked everybody's birthday messages, but it wasn't just like, here's the message. It was like Erica, her commentary, his face, and the text. I was like, oh my fucking God. I loved it. It's so funny too, because like, I'm actually like not dating right now, but so literally almost, I think, oh my God, I think it was honestly like a year ago to date. I matched with these three guys on Tinder in one night and out of all the guys that I've dated slept with talked to in the last year like the they are my three main and they are like my best friends forever like I talk to them 24 7 every single day like they are my fucking dudes and so it's like so funny because I'm not like dating but I call them my boyfriends uh because they like are kind of like pseudo boyfriends and it was just really interesting to see like what like I told them I was like just straight up gonna let you know like there is a little bit of like competition I'm very serious with my gifts like I want to be spoiled on my birthday so like no pressure but like I'm just gonna let you know but then I was also talking to a couple other guys like during my birthday month and like guys were trying to like get with me and I literally used my birthday as the deciding factor if I was still gonna talk to people or not and I shit you not three of them and you know what three did not make the cut <laughs> And I was like, but literally, like, instead of being like, oh, yeah, like, these are what my boyfriend said, like, what Carly was saying, I literally was like, hey, y'all, so first on the list, we have name. I'm giving him a nine out of 10 because, and then I gave, like, legitimate reasons. And I was like, and here's a photo for, for, for photo reference. And I, like, did it for every, it was so fucking funny. Like, it was bold. It was really bold. I honestly, I was like, this is actually insanity because I feel like I talk shit. Like, I feel like, <laughs> yeah, I feel like I actually do a really good job at sharing my dating stuff, but without really giving a lot of identification. Like, you know, a notorious one for, for me is skater boy. And I feel like if you don't know, like if you are not from Edmonton and you know the context and you know this man, like you won't know this man. Exactly. You know, yeah, and it's and I feel that way about all of the other people that I talk about online. And they, you know, if they're not, if they don't have a name like Skater Boy, they have a name like Structural Engineer or Software Engineer, which is like two, actually two both people that I'm talking to. But like, that's it. You know, yeah. like I'm not giving I know, you all details. <laughs> but yeah, you like go, and I'm like, this is so crazy because. Honestly, I love it. Like I'm a big fan of of the the transparency of it all, but I'm just like, wow, she really went 10 out of 10 balls to the wall on this. Like it and it's so fun. You know what it is though too? Like I find social media and maybe you might find this as well cuz we're kind of in the same realm, but I found 2020 so fucking exhausting on social media because um and not, again, not like I'm going to probably sound so like fucking like full of myself on this episode. I really actually don't care, but I worked so hard in 2020 to provide light and joy for so many people. And that like literally caught up to me at the end of 2020 being like, wow, I literally showed up so fucking much for people. And I coached like over 300 people in 2020 and supported like so many people. And I just was like, like, I felt like social media was just this like death zone. And I had such a toxic relationship with it. And so with my therapist, she was like, why don't you like make a profile where you can just like share as if you are like, just like not someone that works online. It doesn't matter. Like it's not your clients. It's not potential business. You don't have to worry about boundaries and just like literally only let people in that you like completely trust. And I was like, done dead, like a hundred percent. And it's so funny because people will try to get in on that platform. And I literally have in my bio, do not send a friend request because this is not a space for you. And it was like so bold, but I also was like, I just need a place where like, I don't feel like I need to be filtered. 
Um, the only time I was actually filtered was like when I was actually giving a blowjob tutorial on live and then Instagram cut me off. I'm so mad that I missed that because then I saw the aftermath on, I think your regular close friends. And I was like, Bro, you know what I was is I literally was like, "Come join it live because I don't think this is gonna last. Like, I will probably get banned." And I was like, literally, like I had like the dildo in my mouth, showing them like a move, and then all of a sudden it just cut out. And then everyone was like, "Wait, what happened?" And I got a notification being like, "You violated the guidelines." So I thought someone was snitching on me because like I actually. Like, I know a lot about, like, the the algorithm and, like, how the things work. But I was like, okay, like, I'm literally in a private page with 30 people. Like, there's no way that they're going to fucking find me doing something stupid and shut it down. Oh, no. Like, the fucking, like, guidelines and, like, the, the scanners and the bots in that app is absolutely astronomical. It's absolutely amazing. Because it literally lasted 14 minutes and then all of a sudden they were like, oh, we found you. We knew you were up to no good. Why would you be up to no And then they just shut it right fucking down so I had to stop but um it was like actually kind of fun though because like I actually felt like I could like say a little bit of what I actually wanted to but obviously now I can't and and I don't want to risk like getting it taken away but yeah it was that was definitely a riot and a half for sure (laughs) it it honestly just it astounds me all of it truthfully and every day I wake up and I'm like what could be going on now? <laughs> well, truly. And like, I think that's a fun thing about it is I, and it's so like, it sounds like so serious, but one of my, like one of my therapists that I used to have, cause I used to like, I always make jokes. Like, I don't know if you can tell, but like 90% of my close friends are like that private, that private like page. It's literally me making like a really fucking funny story out of something that's so difficult, <laughs> like so honestly hard to deal with. And I remember one of my therapists being like, actually, like, it's a quote unquote normal thing. Um, Like, it's an actual healthy way to cope with trauma and with your emotions if you add humor to it. Because I was like, am I like one of those people that just like disassociates like emotions and like, whatever. And she was like, No, I think you just feel so many emotions that for you, like, if you can entertain and do something that you love while also like making light of a really shit situation, I think that's just like a healing process for you. And I was like, bet that's what it's going to become. So now like, Like, even, like, the other day, like, oh, my gosh, y'all, like, I told the biggest lie of my life, okay? Like, 2021 really hit it off with the biggest lie I've ever told. Essentially, what happened was this guy and I that um, we were, like, super close. We had, like, a really interesting relationship, and we do have a really interesting relationship, found out that I had kind of, like, moved on, and, like, I I don't ever look, like, for his um, approval or anything like that, but he had, like, caught wind that I was talking to someone new, And he was, like, really upset, which, like, whoa, you don't get the chance to be upset when you didn't take a fucking piece of the cake when you had the opportunity. So don't come back when the fucking dishes are in the wash and it's all fucking cleaned up now. Like, no, you don't get to fucking cry me a river. Anyways, he was, like, crying me a river. And, like, I just, like, actually couldn't mentally handle it that day. Like, most times I am so, like, good. Like, I'll have, like, really proper talks. But, like, that day just was not the day. So I literally told this guy that the new guy I was talking to was, like, we were like doing tradesies and he was like, what do you mean? And I was like, we're trading like services, like chill. And he was like, Oh, and I was like, no, it's not like that. And like, I literally like had to like, I just kept making so many lies up and I was so proud of myself. Cause like, I'm not very good at lying. And like all of a sudden I was like, Whoa, where the fuck did this come from? And why was it so easy? <laughs> and I remember being like, Oh my gosh, I think I'm not okay. Like someone please diagnose me. I actually have three friends that are therapists that are in that small, that like random account. And I literally was like, please tell me if I'm like, actually like, if something's wrong with me. And they were like, no bitch, you literally just said, I don't have the energy for your fragile, like fucking masculinity right now. Like, I'm just going to like protect myself and like deal with this at another time. And I was like, okay, thank God. But I was so like, I remember being in my stories that day and I was like, y'all, I can't even put captions on this. Like I just have to fucking spit it out for how it is. I don't. Okay. So I don't think I listen to it because I rarely listen to things with sound on. I and it's crazy though to hear you like <laughs> talk about it again but also though like I feel like men lie to us so much that it truly just doesn't matter how much we lie to them that's honestly some of the most toxic advice I think I've given on the podcast because I don't generally actually fall into a lot of toxic advice but like no me neither and like that's why I think I was so shocked because I was like well why did this lie come so easy and why was I so okay with doing this um but then I was like okay fuck this like I literally was just trying to 
like actually just protect myself. And I think that's like also okay because like I wasn't like hurting anyone. I wasn't like taking away certain experiences, nothing. I just was like, I don't have the fucking time for this right now. Hence why I'm not talking about this on close friends because I knew you would have snapped your ass and I just like don't have the time for it. Mm -hmm. And I also think too, like it was funny because so when I announced that I was making this like second account just for like the quote unquote girlies, um, so many of the guys were like, I just like don't understand. And I was like, yeah, bro, what, what do you don't understand? And they're like, I don't understand why you need that. And I was like, oh, you just don't understand why I'm having a place where I can actually talk with the girls and with my friends without having to fucking worry about what you're going to say. And like a couple of them were actually so offended. And I was like, you know, I'm talking about like you. They're like, well, you're not going to like talk about me, right? I'm like, you know, I'm going to talk about you. Why do you think I'm making a separate page? Okay. This is actually, it's funny that you bring that up because this is conversations that I have with people like on dating apps and like who are new to my life and all of this all of the time when they find out I have a podcast. And so many guys are like, oh, like don't talk about this on the podcast. I'm like, probably what you're about to say to me is actually not that interesting or even interesting enough to have a full 45 minute episode on the podcast about this one time that you went to a party and had sex with a girl and her boyfriend was there. Like that, that, that's the whole story. Like <laughs> no, truly, and I get that all the time too. Like I have had two of like my really close friends, like guy friends that I've like had like romantic like sensations with, and they were like, like, hey, like, just I know you're like doing your podcast and you're trying to like talk openly about life and stuff, but like, do you mind just like leaving me out? And I'm like, bruh, Browski, dude, dude, do you actually think that I'm gonna like put that much energy and time into including you into a podcast? You, do you? Like, not trying to be rude, but, like, do you think you're that special? Like, you know what I mean? Literally. Like, I'm like, I had to, what the I heck? I had to literally tell a guy, and I was like, listen, you're not going to end up on the podcast unless, like, we have an exceptional 10 out of 10 experience, and I talk about it, like, in passing, where I was like, I went on this really good date, or I had this, like, incredible hookup, or X, Y, Z, and, like, this was great. Or you're going to end up on the podcast if you're, like, awful and it was a horrible experience and like you're crazy and like all of this like but you're not going to end up on the podcast if you have like a mediocre story like like you're not that special like I agree truly and it's like I think like it's totally fair and I also like I totally get it it's also like in a way probably their way of like expressing a boundary they just like maybe don't know how to like properly just say like hey I like to keep my life private or whatever but like it's, it's exactly that like I think sometimes like when you're dating and like when you're when you are someone online like I know for myself, everyone's like, oh, like, don't post me or the opposite. And they're like, hey, can you post me? And I'm like, excuse me. Like, I think they just always think that, like, they're going to be brought into it. And, like, I'm the total opposite. I'm like, I want to keep some some of my stuff private. So, like, if I'm posting about you on my page, I don't care that people find out about you. It's, like, the people that I'm not posting, I'm like, those are my people. Like, don't fucking, like, I don't want people like to find out about you. I don't want to like share you. I don't want drama with you, but it's so funny. Cause it's always the ones that are like n- doing the least that are like, Hey, like if you just don't mind, like, and it's like, you're saying, right? Like, bro, like, unless it's like, you're doing something super fucked up, which in that case, that's on you. Like, I'm going to let you decide how you treat me. Or if you're doing something absolutely amazing, like I'm not going to be like, Hey, this is just also an example, by the way. Hey, Brian, who lives in Toronto, who's age 33 and lives at this address. <laughs> like, like, are you kidding me? Like, okay, come on. Like, we're not that stupid. And that's that's the thing. I'm like, did, were you just like, so <laughs> this is an observation I feel like I've had with this is that some of these guys that I talk to that are like this, I'm like, I feel like potentially you were one of those people in high school that was like popular in high school and everybody was talking about your shit. So you've kind of just carried that on into life. You know, you probably peaked in high school and now you just think everybody's talking about you, but we're just not. And like, I don't even want to say that to be rude. And I know it sounds kind of rude, but I don't know. I don't assume when I talk to other people, especially other people with platforms that they're going to talk about every single thing that I said. I even had like friends who were like my friends' friends. And I was like, yo, like FaceTime me. Actually, it was about this time last year. And he was having like a relationship breakdown. I was in fucking New York for fashion week, going into in between shows in Ubers, like fielding this man's like whole breakup. Yeah. And um You would, you would, no offense, but like that is I know. That is I know. the Carly thing to freaking do. 
It absolutely is. But anyway, um, so I was like, okay, I'm leaving my hotel. Just like fucking call me. And he was like, okay. So he like texts me and I'm like, hey, yeah, like I'm just about to get in my Uber. You can call me. And he was like, Carly, like just don't leak my number. And I was like, I'm what? <laughs> yeah. To be fair, like he has like multi-millions on platforms and stuff and is like a bigger like influencer. So it is a gen, like an actual genuine fear that I think a lot of the people who are that big yeah, have. Of it but I was scared. like, I was like, you're out of your motherfucking mind. I'm out here fielding your whole like engagement, not engagement fucking breakup while I'm in New York and you're crying on your couch. And you're like, Carly, don't leak my number. Like, what the fuck? I know. And like, I totally know. Like, I think it's funny too. Cause like, I think it's because like, I'm sure it comes from a place of, like, you and I, like, we both share so much. Like, we're both, like, in our stories being, like, yeah, we're going to talk about anal bleaching. And, like, yeah, I just, like, wax my, like, cooch, whatever. So I'm sure they're, like, reading that. And they're, like, oh, if they're, like, willing to tell people about waxing their cooch, maybe they're, like, willing to tell people the number. But, like, also, like, we're not done. Like, we also, like, know something called privacy. And I think, like, you and I both can, like, probably fucking like attest to the same thing and like I'm like I don't want people knowing my fucking number I don't want people like knowing everything about me so obviously I'm not gonna go and out everyone else just for like the quote-unquote clout or like just to like essentially have like another like podcast episode available like I'm not like you know what I mean like I feel like I'm like okay like think higher of me please (laughs) like come on like what the fuck yeah no I I I completely agree and it's so funny that you say think higher of me because it's true I'm like listen like I'm so busy my life genuinely just doesn't revolve around everything that you do and maybe you say something funny or you like you have like a little thing and it's like something that I briefly mentioned but one no one will ever know it's you and two it's also not that deep (laughs) truly like stop reading into it Absolutely. Um, also, I want to just backtrack to the, the part where you talked about bleaching your asshole because this is the segment of the podcast that I think actually a lot of people are here to listen to because when I shared about it, people were like, oh my God, I can't wait for the episode. And when I was talking to my friends about this, like even before I sent you the invite for the episode, I was like, my friend Erica's bleaching her asshole and documenting her results on her close friends. And they were like, oh my God, And so we had like these little conversations about bleaching your asshole. And I was like, okay, I need to have Erica on it because there's, it's just like something that has never crossed my mind. And I know like we did briefly talk about it and it's not like you're out here being like, yeah, here's my bubble before I'm like, but it's really interesting that you did it at home. And I like, I'm so excited. Tell us literally everything about it. Okay, so, like, I have to, like, kind of tell the story behind it because I truly, like, am not someone that's, like, you know, like, I full-on have, like, a full-on freaking 70s bush right now, okay? Like, let me just preface that. Like, I am very much not the person that's, like, change what your body looks like for the for the peripheral pleasure of others, right? Like, there's really no reason why we need to, like, start altering our bodies unless it's, like, for, like, like literally 90% of it is for looks and appearances and the other 10% is actually usually, like, functionality, right? So I just want to, like, preface by saying, like, I am never the person that tells people that they should do things like that. However, what happened was a couple months ago on TikTok, um, it was going around that JL Vera's um, uh, sex tape, which now we have since then found out that it was oh not God, consensual. Wait, I didn't but, know that. Um, JL Vera's. Wait, what? Wait, yeah, what? yeah, yeah. How? And was, I'm, like, the fucking camera set up and everything? What do you mean? Like the share of it wasn't consensual? No, it was the, I, okay, I don't know 100%, but, and I do, I feel so freaking bad that I don't know the woman's name that was in the video. I want to say Svenja. Um, I, I think I'm pronouncing that wrong. But anyway, so she did an interview and, and she said that she consented to the, to filming the video for for each other's like enjoyment, but um, she didn't want it leaked. And then essentially he was blackmailing her because he wanted everyone to know how big his dick is oh or something God. like that. Um, which is like what I understand the situation. So yeah, so it, ha- it has since come out that it was, was non-consensual, but essentially what happened was um, Jay Alvarez, who's a YouTuber surfer, very well known for dating Alexis Wren back like four or five years ago. Um, his video like got, le- or his friend leaked the video of um, him being intimate with, again, I think her name's Svenja. I, uh, I can't remember. Um, I do feel really bad, but anyway, so being really intimate, but the video was like a full production and it was so hot. Like it was really honestly so well done. And, and there was like it's all these parts to it. Oil in the kettle for me. What truly. happened was you already live in California. Yeah, like, it's it's already melted. Melted. 
Carly, the amount of people that were like, hey, like, I just wanted to know, like, what is the, like, should I be boiling my coconut water before you? I'm like, oh my gosh, you guys, like, no, this is literally an, like a movie. Like, this is scripted, this is directed. Anyways, that wasn't the point that like, but like, I got so many questions. So, so that went out and it was very, like, it was very um, easily accessible and lots of people saw it. This woman is absolutely beautiful, um, like drop dead gorgeous. And um, she, there's like a part where he pours like the oil down, down Mm. her butthole. Crack. And, um, it, it brought out so many people's insecurities. So as much as it was like a quote unquote funny trend at the time that was going around, um, there were so many comments and so many videos of people being like, wow, like I wish my butthole looked like that. Or like, I wish my body looked like that. And, and I actually saw so many people become really insecure about it. So that was like the first day. And I was like, okay, like this is like the, the talk of the town. But then all of a sudden I opened up my DMS and Instagram and on TikTok, and I have DMS coming out of my fucking yin yang of people being like, Hey, like, is it safe to bleach your like asshole? Because like the video, like I just saw and I was like, Oh my gosh. So this girl's like asshole is not dark whatsoever. Um, in the video and I guess it brought out a lot of insecurities in, in girls, um, specifically. And so I was like to everyone, I was like, listen, like I personally don't believe in, in changing your body for it to look a certain way for cosmetics. But I also like totally recognize that, um, there can also sometimes be like trauma and like a lot of like very difficult emotions related, especially to body shaming. If someone's been shamed for that part of their body before and they're nervous to have sex or they're nervous to be intimate with someone else, especially after receiving a comment like that. So I also can sympathize for that. So I was like, okay, holy shit. Like a lot of people are asking about this. And, um, like I, again, I don't personally go and get my, my, my butthole bleached, but I was like, okay, let me see like what I can do because we're also in lockdown. So I went online and I, I did a ton of fucking research. And again, like I am a sex coach. So I did a lot of research. I did a lot of like digging and whatever. And I was like, okay, I'm going to find answers for my audience and for these people on my own terms. Like I'm going to like dedicate myself to science. And so I bought three different anal quote unquote safe anal bleaching products. And I was like, okay, I'm going to try this out. And I was like documenting it for my close friends to let people know that that's what I was doing. So I, so I tried the one and it actually like, it kind of worked. I'm not going to lie. There were the three different ones were like very different. They were kind of like one of them were pads that you like rub. And that one was super easy. There was some that was more like, um, like, it was like a machine that you can kind of like zap some of your dead skin away, which like I wasn't super down for that one. And I haven't tried that one yet. And then there was one that was a powder again, wasn't super down for that because it was a little bit harder to maintain than like just a wipe. So anyways, long story short, I was like, Hey, you know what? I got to do something for these people. They like, because again, I don't condone it and I don't think that you need to do it, but I also like to give people the best options. And I also am like, Oh, totally. Okay. Being the person to kind of figure that out. So I bought this product. It was $40 on Amazon and it's like these pads and there's 25 of them. So, or 50 of them. So I said to my audience, to my close friends, I said, all right, y'all I'm starting with this and I'll let you know. And like updates and stuff. I obviously didn't share pictures of my bubble, even though like tons of people were really like digging for that and really wanting that. Um, but it was really, it was really cool. Um, so I'll tell you a little bit about it. And the application for those of you that might be interested. So it's by a company called Divine Derriere. And it's actually a product that is um, meant for your face. You can put it on your armpits if you have dark um, spots in your armpits. Some people have darker pigmentation around their necks. So you can use it there as well. Essentially, it's just a um, a chemical. It's like a quote unquote safe chemical that essentially removes dry skin and re- and like allows it to kind of exfoliate. And so I was like, okay, here we go. So I pulled like my butt cheeks apart. And at first I was like, just trying to get around. Like originally it's not that dark. So I wasn't too sure like what the, what the outcome would be. But I essentially used one like of these wipes a day um, after the shower and I started using it. The thing is though, is like when you're actually like bleaching your butthole, you have to like I didn't really pay attention a couple times. I got really cocky and really confident and I would put like the wipe close, like really close to the hole. But what I forgot was that the sphinct- the skin around the sphincter, which is essentially like your butthole, um, stretches and like goes back in. And so there was like a couple times where I would like get it really close thinking I was like being so fucking confident and cool. And then like would like release my butt cheeks from my hands and like it would go back in and it would be like, mm, this is interesting. Um, but it was actually a really cool, cool experience. So, um, 
it didn't hurt. This specific one didn't hurt and it did work again. Like, I don't think you're always going to get it completely like what we see in a lot of, um, porn and a lot of like media because like your, your asshole is like naturally supposed to be dark. Like not that there's a right or wrong, but like, it's not wrong. If it is, it doesn't like see the light of day. There's a lot of friction, like a lot of like back and forth rubbing. So it's like, obvious why it happens um but yeah it didn't hurt it was a little bit tingly and there was like a weird like numbing feeling at times and sometimes I was like I don't know what is what is going on right now but I just really hope like my sphincter is not gonna like fall out of my body um but yeah it was actually kind of cool and it kind of worked I absolutely love that this is like something that I kind of got the the tea in the rundown on in the dms but um when you say kind of worked, like what was, what was the, I know you said it had like some exfoliation and stuff like that, but do you think it like actually lightened your asshole significantly enough that you would continue, like, are you continuing using it? Like what's, what's the tea? Yeah. So I used it straight for 25 days and it did make a difference. And again, I think it just is from like actually exfoliating and like taking off dead, like the dead skin around it. So I think like, it's not like actually bleaching it. What I think was happening is that it was just like lightening it because it was actually like getting like a really really good exfoliation um because like I don't know about you but like I don't exfoliate my asshole every day in the shower so I think it was just like the actual like attention to like pulling my ass cheeks apart scrubbing it down like really really like getting in there quote-unquote and then like actually using a product that is like meant to kind of lighten and kind of um moisturize it was essentially this like this this product itself has a lot of um moisturizing components in it so I also know that it's meant to like quote-unquote get rid of fine lines and wrinkles and and dark spots on like faces and acne and stuff like that so I do believe what happened was like there was a bit of bleaching going on but I also think it was just like the actual removal of that skin that necessary like that uses like that the kind of like acts as almost like a protector's protection like from the skin around your butthole okay yeah I yeah I definitely <laughs> honestly like, not me right now bending over in front of my mirror, staring at my asshole, trying to explain <laughs> like this. Like, I'm literally, oh my God, hold on. Like, I literally wish I could tell you what I'm doing right now. I have this mirror that's on the wall. So when I'm sitting um, and when I'm having sex on the couch, I can watch myself. So I just have my pants on right now. I'm just spreading my butthole. Yeah, it definitely looks really good. Um, there was a couple times, too, that I also almost got it, like, kind of near my opening of my vagina. And that was a little bit scary. But again, it's supposed to be safe, so I wasn't too, too concerned. But yeah, it looks actually really good. Like, like I'm looking at it right now. Like my, like my ash cheeks are spread. You can probably hear it in my voice. Like it probably sounds a little bit muffled. Um, yeah, it looks really good. It looks super good. So now I only use it like once every couple days just for like a touch up. Okay. That's not bad then. Like asshole maintenance. Yeah, exactly. Like it's like, and that's the thing too, is like, I'm always like telling people, I'm like, you can only do so much. Like if we were to spend like so much time, like actually primping and priming like our bodies, like we would just do it all day, every day, like nonstop. Right. So I think like, it's definitely something that you could add to if you're like really insecure about it. But again, like I also think a big component of like anal bleaching and all that is like actually asking ourselves like, why the fuck we feel like we need to bleach our fucking assholes? Like what? Like how are we at a part in our society where it's like people are making fun of people because what their asshole looks like, like, sh- I don't know about you, but like shit goes out of my ass. And like, I sit on my ass all day at work. Like, I'm not too sure what more you want from me. Like how, why, why do I have to make it look good? You know what I mean? Yeah, I literally have never thought to be like, oh, I should bleach my asshole, like, ever, ever. Yeah, it, I've, I've heard about, I heard about it a couple times. Like, my one friend, she's, like, really into cosmetics, and she was like, yeah, I'm going to make my, I'm going to do anal bleaching at, at the spa, and I was like, for sure, girl, like, rock it. And I was like, I don't think anyone will ever buy that, and then it was, like, one of her top-selling, like, um, services, but I think it's something that you like do once someone says something and then like all of a sudden you're like, Oh, does my butthole need bleaching? You know? Cause like, again, I was like, what, what the fuck? But now like, because of this emergence of this video and all these people being like, my asshole doesn't look like that. I think that's why so many people were now like, I need to bleach it. I need to make it look good. Like how can I change it sort of thing? Yeah. I think that definitely probably was a big thing about it. And it's so crazy. Like how TikTok really brought a lot of that to like because I feel like even like all the porn that I've watched I've never been like oh I should bleach my asshole like I just never caught my mind I know it's really it is really interesting and like I don't know about you but like do you ever do you do mirror work with your body ever like is that part of like something like your day-to-day 
routine and like yeah, literally get, get ready naked habits. every single day. Yeah, exactly. So I like tell a lot of my clients that too. And something that actually like really helped me with my own sexuality and my, my availability to essentially explore um, my sexual desires more was actually like creating a better relationship with my asshole. Um, because it was like for so long, I didn't want to like see what it looked like. And I was always like so scared. And I was like, Mm, no. And something that actually like really felt like helped me feel more confident and comfortable in bed and in different positions was looking at my body from all different angles and being like, okay, this is what it looks like when I'm in this position. This is what it looks like when I'm like this and like really like normalizing it for myself. And I think that's why I was so like shocked that so many people were like, my butthole doesn't look like that. And I'm like, okay, yeah, no, it, it doesn't. Like so many of us have like fucking hemorrhoids and like things that like hang out of it. And like, it looks like dark and it looks weird but whatever right like it's not I don't think like for for many of us it was it's not something that we really like think about on a day-to-day basis but we also don't look at our butthole but I do like I spend so much time looking at my butthole because I want to normalize it I like feeling close and connected to those parts of my body yeah and I think too like I I can't remember where I was talking about this but basically there's also been a huge rise over the past couple of years of men who just are saying with their full chest that they like to eat ass. And I feel like that's like whatever. It is what it is. But it, yeah. they have been like so vocal about it. Yes. And never once have I hooked up with a guy who like loves to eat ass who's just like, ooh, like your asshole isn't bleached. Actually, you know what? I'm remembering where I talked about this now. I had an episode with my gay friend Andrew where we talked about anal and – yeah, same thing. Like, I'm like, men are literally tongue deep in your asshole. Like, I really don't think that they are really? like, did you bleach this? Like, I, it just, it just really doesn't matter as much as I think people think, unless you want to. Then it's whatever. Yeah, and I think that's a big thing too. Is like, I actually said that on my on my one of my last podcast episodes because I was talking about sex shaming and like body shaming and genital shaming and and all that stuff in relation to sex. And I said. I truly actually think, and I don't know if it's because this is where a majority of my time is spent, but even like the emergence of TikTok, like people are really fucking bold with their content on there. And I feel like it's become like almost trendy. And I hate to say that, but like, it almost sounds like it's, like you said, it's very trendy. It's very, um, like very honest right now for people to be like very into like butt play. Whereas like, I remember growing up and it was like, you do not fucking touch about butt. Like you do not talk about it. You do not like touch on the topic of, of anal play. And then now all of a sudden, every other song is like, they eat their booty like groceries. And it's Literally. like, it's become so popular and so, so outspoken about. And it's almost like, it kind of connects like two back to like, it's almost like this like badge of honor of like, oh, like I do this. Like I'm like, I'm a real one. I'm like a, a, a certified freak essentially. Um, because like, <laughs> yeah, seven days a week. Right. So also like, like, that's a big thing too, is like all these people like talking about anal play all of a sudden. And like actually being either comfortable trying it, which is amazing, like, and so awesome that people are like allowing themselves to remove, whether it's the stigma or the shame around anal play. Uh, So I think that's awesome. But I also think too, it's caused this hyper focus on booties. Even like when you look at content these days, it's like, it's always like talking about um, like how big someone's butt is. Like, whereas before like that, like we didn't ever really talk about like big booties being like the focal point of of a body, right? Like it's very trendy right now to kind of talk about, to talk about that. I completely agree. I think that it's definitely, um, there is a more of a rise of it. Like honestly, like on dating apps and stuff, you see so many people whose, whose bios are like, I eat ass on the first date. And I'm just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, I mean, that's fine, but like what? Yeah. And I think, like I said, it's almost like a badge of honor or like people are like really like trying to use it as a way to kind of be like, I'm adventurous or like, I'm like willing to try things, which is again, like I said, totally cool. But I also think it's like put this hyper focus on people's like, like assholes and people are like, so like obsessed with butts now. And it's like, okay, like, but like, I think like, again, going back to the mirror work, I think what, what's, what would be best for everyone rather than trying to like change what your asshole looks like is like actually just getting familiar with your own asshole and like staring at it and being like, okay, it's dark, whatever, like move on kind of thing rather than being like, oh fuck, I don't want it to look a certain way. So like, how can I change it? Yeah. I think that that is honestly very important. It's something I talk about often too, like actually getting familiar with yourself and with your body, because at the end of the day, like how you perceive your body 
a lot of the time isn't like how you actually look like. And I, I know that's like rooted in a lot of like problems with people and their body image. But I think yeah. that actually getting familiar with my body was one of the best like things that I could ever have ever done for myself. Cause now, you know, there's days where I'm like, I'm gonna just go stare at myself in the mirror and, and be naked. And I'm like, I'm so fucking hot. Like I literally sent an ass pic to Erica today and I was like, why am I so hot? This is ridiculous. It was so hot. And then I returned it with one that was absolutely atrocious in the same position. Cause I was literally joking around with my friends being like, what is this photo? Cause my friend does only fans. And so she was showing me hers and I was like, I can totally do that. And then I was like in like fucking PJs and like the grossest under like the like boy, like boxer underwear. Like I looked like a total troll. And I was like, yeah, Carly, like I look like that too. And I sent one back. I was like, oh fuck, <laughs> definitely can't compete. But I do want to go back to assholes really quickly because I also just want to say like, I can bet like so much fucking money that the people and like folks that identify as men are not fucking worried about bleaching their ass when you are going in to lick it or when you're going in to scoop it out, which is something else that I talk about a lot on my, on my other private account is like ass play and like being with someone who really likes it. Like I can tell you for free, this person that I'm talking about has not once been like, maybe I need to bleach my asshole. Like I can tell you, I can tell you for fucking free men are not like, mm, before my, my girl goes and eats her ass, eats my ass, I better bleach it. Yeah. I mean, I'd even be shocked if like 90% of them are like, let me just clean it out and like give it a bit of like fucking grooming to be completely honest. And yeah. And this, it's funny cause this like topic came up to, um, in our anal episode about, you know, how sometimes the gays, cause this was through the lens of it, but the gays yeah. are like, I will eat your ass, all of this, like, fucked up in a club, but, like, I won't have sex with you if you haven't douched. And I'm, like, make it make sense. The world of ass is honestly just so strange. No, truly, truly. It's so, like, interesting, too. Like, well, I actually put in my – actually, I'll say this. Like, in my close friends the other day, I put a story up because it, it actually happened. But I was, like, how the fuck can I eat ass? And then also, like, I puke when I put my cat's fucking wet food out. Like, I just, like – I, like the sometimes the standards that we have and like sometimes like the things that we allow versus not allow like is so astronomically difficult to understand like I will never I will never understand it uh, yeah. <laughs> Carly's like um, can we just like cut that part of the podcast no 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 no, no. we don't we aren't be doing that no. but uh yeah it's it's assholes are a whole wild world they are yeah so I guess like in in conclusion on that topic like bleach it braid it do whatever the fuck you want with it but like no one actually cares as much as you think uh that i i think that that is a very good point and very very applicable i nobody actually genuinely cares no they're enthralled in your in your asshole to worry about the color of the skin around it true that's very true very true like you know just clean it like make sure you're clean make sure you've washed it like i think that's decent like, you know, good enough and, and go and enjoy your fun. I absolutely feel that. I absolutely feel that. And, uh, I'm I'm very glad that we had, this is a very in-depth conversation about assholes. (laughs) It was, I think this is the longest I've ever actually no. Like when I'm doing my coaching, I do a full week on, on anal play, but like, this is very close second for sure. I love that. Um, so Erica, before you go, I would love for you to share with everybody where they can find you, what you're up to all of that. Yeah, of course. So my Instagram and my TikTok are all the same handle, which is Erica's Confidence Co. All one word. I am currently um, taking on one-on-one clients for both sex and confidence. You can come and hang out with me on social media and indulge there. I have tons of free content as well as my podcast, which is again, rated E for Erica, which is on Apple and on Spotify and Google as well. And um, I also am doing a lot of um, new programs coming up. I also have my OnlyFans coming out in a couple of weeks. Oh my God. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I cannot, so you know what, you know what inspired it, Carly? So I've been thinking about doing it for a while. I've had it ready like for about a year now and I've just never posted on it and I keep like getting really close. And then I'm like, Oh fuck. Like the platforms like, like super shit to their sex workers. And like, I, I just like had a lot of like mindset blocks, but Uh, the day that I actually got banned on my private account for teaching how to give someone like a really good fucking blowjob and also like fingering assholes at the same time. The day that I got blocked for that, I was like, you know, this is so uh, like so ridiculous and so unfair that there's like no place to actually just like 
educate and help people. And like people were on that live being like, this is literally life-changing. Like I actually feel like I can fucking do this now. I don't feel so scared to try. And like, that is like essentially what my coaching is. Like, I just want to give people the confidence to try things. And then like, if it doesn't work out, then they know like how to approach the conversation and how they know how to like feel okay about it and not take it so personally. Because I also think too, there's so much judgment around your fucking skills around sex. Like it's all like the, like, no, I'm just going to fucking say it. Call her daddy really fucked everyone over by this whole fucking gluck gluck 9,000 shit because they essentially painted this fucking picture that like, that's the only way that you give fucking head. And if it's not a gluck gluck 900, or 9,000 that it's like not good. And I fucking hate that. And so like, I, I just see so many people that have so many fears because it's like, like, I don't know if people are telling them that they need to be good or if they feel like that pressure on themselves or if it's from porn or where it's coming from. I'm sure it's like a mix of all, but it just like drove, like it's driving me up the wall that like, it's like, it's, it's like, if you're not good at something, then you're like not worthy of a partner or like you are not worthy of like being kept. And I fucking hate that. So Anyways, people were like really digging this like tutorial that I was giving and like this live and people were asking questions. And then, um, afterwards people were like, I would literally pay anything to just be able to like learn this type of like education from someone. Um, and I was like, Hey, you know what? Fuck it. So I'm actually like taking my sex coaching to OnlyFans, and it's going to be like, like how to take nudes. It's going to be nude ideas, but it's also going to be like, like here's some tips on this and like how to overcome insecurities in the bed. And like, if you're insecure about your stomach, these are positions that are really great for you. This is how to, you know, to adapt it so that you don't feel so like self-conscious while you're in those positions as well. So I'm really excited. I am so excited because I just know so many people are going to benefit so much from it. That is very exciting. I'm excited for you to do that. Me too. And like, also at the same time, I can still like share my nudes and like show people how hot I am, but it's just going to be like in a really cool educational, um, platform as well. So it will be like a win-win situation. That is incredible. So where can everybody find you? What's like your handle online and all of that? Okay. Yeah. So my Instagram, my, my Instagram, my TikTok are, um, at Erica's confidence co. My website is www.ericasconfidence.co as well. And, um, all my, all my platforms, all my, all my places, everything is all linked in my bios. So you can find literally everything that I'm up to just right there. Okay. Yay. Thank you so much for coming back on the podcast. This was just like a fun shit talk that I think everybody is going to enjoy. <laughs> I think so too. Like, I think that's the other thing too, is like, sometimes we get so wrapped up in like everything being educational or like having purpose. And like, I think like, there's also like a really big, like once you make a podcast, it's like, it's out there. Right. So I think this is like a really great example and just a really awesome way to kind of like show people that you can still like talk the shit and, and like, actually like as people that identify as women, like are able to talk about sex and fun things like this. And it doesn't like affect your worth or it doesn't affect like your professionalism. Cause that's like something that we see so often and I'm just really tired of it. So go ahead. Preach. I love that. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, my, you know, my stance on, uh, on sexuality and, and professionalism. Absolutely. Okay. Well, Erica, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me once again. I'm sure Auntie E will be back for more. I'm sure as well. That is it for today's episode. I really hope you guys enjoyed it. If you did, make sure to screenshot this episode and share it over on Instagram and tag me at HeyBitchesPodcast. I would absolutely love to chat shit with you guys in the DMs about today's episode. Before you go, make sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you are an Apple Podcast listener, make sure to give the show a five-star rating and review. It really does help me out and I would really appreciate it. I love you guys so much. I hope you guys have an incredible day. And for now, bye-bye, bitch. 